Do not go over a single man's home by yourself, especially if you meet him online. All right, I want you to take your time and think about that. That's not a good idea at all. You're too young to know why you're doing it, but more importantly, you should not be doing it. Bring a friend, tell a parent. Oh, shocking. Tell your parents. Yes, because some of you guys won't be found. Okay, I love those movies, Taken, and uh, I forget the other ones, some of the other ones that they are taking kids and selling them, sex trafficking. Uh, those movies when the dads are searching the earth. But that's not a reality. That's a movie. Welcome to The Counselor, and I am your host, Sheldon Stovall. Well, today we are going to be talking about something that's affecting so many people in this country, um, and it's OCD, okay? Um, and before we do that, we want to thank all of the people that are subscribing to our channel. Um, we appreciate all the emails we're getting. Um, so far since we began in January, we've connected more than 50 people um, to counselors. So those are bigger numbers than we ever even thought about. I was going to be grateful for connecting one or two in a month, right? So um, we want to encourage you guys that if you are a counselor, uh, you can go to our website and you can take a look at our counseling network. Um, and it's just very easy to be a part of it. And, you know, you'll be part of our friends. You know, we want to continue to uh, open up opportunities for teens, uh, young adults, um, and people who watch the show. Uh, we want to make sure we extend a hand to the community uh, so you guys can uh, be a part of this great helping program. All right. So, uh, what does OCD look like uh, in a teenager, right? So, there's some signs, parents, that you can start taking a look at. And again, we're, the reason why we're doing this show is because we want to start saving lives, right? We want some of these young people to start living past 18 and 19, right? So, we want to start catching some of these signs early, right? Signs of depression, signs of mental health issues early so that when it does, they are presented, right? We'll say presented with a substance that they will turn around and say, no, thank you. I'm working with my anxiety through my doctor, right? Thanks to my therapist, right? So we want to make sure that we start looking at signs. So signs of OCD in teens may include frequent irrational worries, Right. So when they're constantly worried about something for no reason, oh, my God, do you think they saw me through the, the tinted window? Oh, my God, I think they did. Right. Oh, my God. Look, are they looking at me? Right. You start seeing these little signs where they're um, having these irrational worries for no reason. You know, they're at the beach. There are a million people on the beach and everyone is looking at them. Right. So irrational, frequently and irrational worries. 
or fears constantly worrying like the front door isn't locked or even it's been checked or even after it's been checked right so uh did you guys like the front door uh yes we did uh did you like the front door you sure uh, yes, we did. Right. And then they're projecting, you know, those worries and fears on you. Right. And we're going to talk more about that coming up. Um, but yeah, so these are some of the things we need to start paying attention to parents. Right. We don't want to be too nice and and kind of close an eye to what could be going on to our children. Right. Um, so we want to continuously start looking for signs. Um, complaints of having frequent and disturbing thoughts. Right. So just anything, you know, just worrying, just something like very disturbing that would come to their mind as disturbing, right? Something as simple, I'll say, is leaving the lid open of the mustard in the refrigerator, right? So when there are, you guys are on your way to your family trip and you're on your way to grandma's house, right? And all of a sudden, oh my God, did you guys cover up the mustard? Oh my goodness, if we didn't cover up the mustard, this is going to happen. You know, and then they go into this whole uh, understanding about covering up the mustard, right? So things like that. When you, when someone is going into this obsessive idea that something needs to be done that they cannot control, right? So OCD is obsessive compulsive disorder. Disorder. I'm going to be talking about this with teens. So how do I talk to my teen about OCD, right? So we talked to the staff about that. We kind of came up with a few things that you can do. Um, one, parents, do your homework, right? Learn as much as you can about OCD, all right? So you can Google it like many of us, or you can watch videos on YouTube, right? There's plenty of them out there. Um, you can also go to the library. You can do some research on your own. You can ask your doctor or your therapist just to kind of give you some reading materials that will be simplified so you can understand it, right? So learning about the issue is one thing that's going to help you, all right? Be open and let your team know right? You want to talk. So be open, okay, with your kids. Let them know that they can come to you and tell you anything, right? They can come to you and say, mom, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. I keep thinking that the door is unlocked in the living room, right? And we're not going to laugh at them parents, right? We're not going to laugh at, what do you mean? What are you talking about? And embarrass the child for being bold enough to step up and say that there might be something wrong with their mental health, right? We always are making this a stigma. So we need to recognize the impact of the stigmas, even for your children, right? So you know how school kids are sometimes, right? Oh, I have OCD. You have OCD. Don't even know what it is. They just want to repeat it, right? So sometimes stigmas come with this as well. So don't be afraid to confront these things and talk to your kids about it, right? And more importantly, if it is something, then start seeking out for the help uh, that they will need. All right, so don't change routines or expectations around the house. So don't start feeling sorry for them like they've just been diagnosed with an illness that is, they'll never be cured from, right? So don't change things that are going around the house. Like keep things the same, right? If the magazines are messed up and they go fix them, tell them to put those magazines back the way I put them. 
All right. So don't change up yourself to, to start catering to that, that mental health issue, right? You want to continuously prepare yourself to impose the consequences that they need so you can rear them up, especially as teens to becoming adults. And it's important because we're going to go over this in the next segment or two about adults, right? And how once this carries over into adulthood, it's more and more dangerous, right? It gets worse over time. So parents, you do have a responsibility uh, as uh, someone who's raising up someone who could be diagnosed or is diagnosed with OCD, that you still keep the rules, enforce rules, right? So they can respect where they're at instead of making that into their obsessive, obsessive compulsive location, okay? And continue to make school a priority. This is not a sickness that they can call out of school and get a doctor's note for. All right, parents. I mean, sometimes it gets ridiculous that they're getting doctor's notes for this and that, right? This is not something they need a doctor's note for. They can go to school, all right? If they have to wear gloves, which we'll talk about, let them wear the gloves. Okay, so can a teenager grow out of this obsessive compulsive disorder? All right. OCD tends not to go away on its own. All right. And without treatment, it is likely to persist into adulthood. And in fact, many adults who receive a diagnosis of OCD report that some symptoms started during their, their childhood. Right. So if this thing isn't noticed, parents by you all and if your child isn't understanding what ocd is or what the symptoms are um what you want to do is you want to have a conversation with them if you start noticing any of these symptoms right because it's very important that these we start working with this early because it worsens right over time so can can puberty make ocd worse uh overall well, OCD can get worse during puberty due to the official, the social and physical changes that teens experience. Um, there is effective treatments to reduce and manage symptoms. So, you know, yes, there are symptoms once we catch them or we realize that that's what's going on and you receive a diagnosis from your therapist. All right. The next thing is treatment, kids. So it is treatable. It's not you know, if you allow it to be untreated, it only gets worse over time, right? So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the types of OCD. So things like checking, right? We'll go into detail for that. Mental contamination, right? Just contamination in general. Uh, symmetry and ordering. Sounds frightening, right? Ruminations, intrusive thoughts, and hoarding. All right, so general warning signs of OCD, parents and kids don't get nervous, excessively seeking reassurance, right? So when, you know, again, is the door locked? I'm sure it's locked, Jenny. Oh, is the door? I'm sure it's locked, Jenny, right? And you have to say that over and over again. You know, some parents are like, why, do you, are, why are you worried about the door being locked, right? Other parents will say, well, what's the matter? Why are you concerned, right? So you... You want to ask the right questions. What's going on? Why are you worrying about the door happened? Did something happen that we don't know about, right? 
Maybe it could be some trauma that they're afraid to mention, right? Somebody came to the door one day, it was open, or in the bathroom. Who knows, right? Where this suspended from, and which we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. All right, so excessively seeking reassurance. So this could start making you start thinking, wonder, like, what's happened? Has something happened, right? Resisting change, right? Not wanting to do something different. Don't, not wanting to get on the adult rides now at, at Six Flags, right? Or not wanting to wear certain outfits or sneakers with jeans or skirts or something, right? So resisting change, not wanting to build their self and be, become different. So there's something that you need to think about, right? They may not just be hard-headed parents, right? Because once again, these are the excuses that we've deposited in our heads as parents, Right. That, oh, they just must be being hard headed. Oh, you're just like Auntie Sue and Uncle Joe. Right. So these are things we put in our heads. Right. That might be happening to our children. But more importantly, it could be a mental health issue. Right. Spending too much time completing things. Right. Some kids. You know, and again, you know, I even being around children, you have to watch them sometimes. Some kids can't figure out how to wash the dishes or clean up their room, right? It's too many clothes around. It's, they can't put it together, right? So when they're, they're, they're having issues figuring things out, that could be a sign. And again, let's stop calling them stupid, right? And that you don't know anything because it could be a mental health issue, parents, getting dressed or eating a meal longer than expected for the children's age. All right. Eating each pea one at a time, counting each pea one at a time, right? Eating one noodle at a time, right? One string of uh, spaghetti. So these are clear signs, right? Redoing tasks. All right. They've already cleaned the bathroom sink and the bathroom mirror. Seven times they've had you check it, um, you know, the breath test and all that stuff. You passed it. Right. And again. Right. Again, they're going to clean it again because they thought they saw a speck. So continuously redoing things. Right. Putting blocks up or doing something with blocks and having to retake the blocks down and put them back up. And this is what you'll notice when they're younger, too. Right. Redoing tasks because it just doesn't seem right to them. Right. Refusing to touch objects with their bare hands. Now, due to this COVID stare, scare and a coronavirus, yes, many of us might be diagnosed with OCD right now. Right. Because a lot of us are afraid to touch anything with our bare hands, let alone people. Right. So, um, you know, we have all been uh, excessively washing our hands. Right. So but if you're seeing someone cleansing all the time. Right. So people that are cleaning or people who have a cleaning or contamination OCD tend to focus on fear or intense feelings of discomfort that result from contamination or uncleanliness, right? So I remember I had roommates in college, right? One that had OCD. They were the best people to have in the, the room, right? 
all the dishes were done. As soon as I put my cup down, it didn't even hit the table. Swipe out of my hand, right into the sink, washed, dried, and put into the cabinet. I mean, perfect. Right. So sometimes people, if they start feeling uncomfortable, they'll watch you when you're eating. You know, if you drop a speck out your mouth, they're running over there, scraping the rug real quick. You know what I mean? So, yes, some people have extreme discomfort that result from contamination or feeling like they're not clean. Right. Um, okay. Excessive washing. Um, a good example right, of contamination, OCD is touching a light switch and convincing yourself that it was dirty and that now you're contaminated, right? So you may fear that you'll contaminate others and feel an intense urge to wash your hands repeatedly to try and cleanse yourself, okay? So once again, you know, that was something that this is new for a lot of us. So parents, just watch the action. If it was happening pre-COVID, maybe we should worry about it. If it's post-COVID, you know, we're still kind of getting through that ourselves, right? So you want to make sure you look at those signs, right? When someone feels like they're not clean, you know, so they go into the bathroom, you know, they use the bathroom, they wash their hands, right? Then they go and touch the door, right? So now, oh my goodness, so they have to go back touch the knob and get the faucet again, wash their hands, right? And then, you know, I seen someone do that one time. You know what I said? Use a paper towel after you wash your hand and then just open the door with it and throw it in the trash on your way out. Bing, genius, right? So <laughs> sometimes some people, you know, they just got to figure out how to feel better, right? To not have those germs on their hands, right? Order symmetry or accounting compulsions, OCD, right? Order and symmetry and counting compulsions create a very intense urge to arrange and rearrange things. And they are just right at least exactly how they think they should be. In some cases, this could look like they need to constantly rearrange like either a sock drawer or something needs to be arranged by color or by tile, right? This subtype might also make you count or say paraphrases or phrases or words over and over again until you feel something is done perfectly, right? So I don't want to go too much over that because there's quite a bit of us out there that we do put our cans, you know, by by order, you know, the refrigerator, everything is in order. Um, you know, you ever open up someone's medicine cabinet, everything's in alphabetical order, you know, so people do like to have things in order. Is that OCD or just wanting to be organized? We'll let you guys comment below and kind of let us know what you think, right? There's so many arguments about OCD. I can't get into everything, but yes, some of us like to have things right and in order, right? So sometimes um, there's a need to order or count or repeat can be an attempt to stave off danger or bad luck. So have you ever been around someone who 
you know, had to walk in the door, then they'll walk back out, then they'll walk back in, they'll walk back out, then they'll walk back in, right? And no one ever looks at them funny, right? Everybody just kind of stands there. Um, but that person may be trying to, you know, keep bad luck away, and that's what they know to do, right? I don't knock anybody's thing to how to keep bad luck away, right? Some people wear the same underwear every day when they're gambling because they're good luck. Who knows, right? So, you know, I don't knock that, but yes, that is a clear sign, right? That's a symptom. Uh, you may feel like if you get something perfectly arranged or if you say certain phrases uh, so many times, uh, perhaps someone won't die or they won't leave you, right? So that's another thing is when you're dealing in situations where, you know, you feel like someone is going to be hurt. Like a good example is, you know, don't step on that crack on the sidewalk. Uh, what is the saying? You're going to break your grandmother's back, right? So things like that when, you know, and oh, I hate to say it like that, but I don't like being around people like that because I'm not really caring if I step on a crack. But you know what? They do. And then they'll stop you. They'll like literally reach their hand out before you step on a crack to save your grandmother's back. Right. So some people really believe these extremities. All right. So I want you guys to stay with us. There's more. There's a part two. So just click on the uh, link below or the next video below to watch a part two um, of any of our videos. Um, if you find that this might be happening to you or someone that you may be uh, around or know that's possibly showing these symptoms of OCD, um, you can give us a call. Our number is always scrolling on the bottom of the screen. You can email me at promo at the live. Or you can slide up in my DMs. The Counselor. The Counselor. Some of them are developing, some of these young users are developing low self esteem issues body issues, body shaming. Everyone thinks they have to have this waist that's a size zero. Some people cut their ribs out. They get surgery to get removed fat. They put fat in different places. Everybody doesn't spend their money on, on the mall on Louis Vuitton purses. Some people actually take their money and invest into their body to look physically more attractive. With that said, you know, there was a story with a guy, I'm going to pull it up in a minute, who had gotten his chest implants um, so they weren't like breasts, but they were like kind of pecs and muscles. So, but because he was working out and the way he was working out, it started shifting them. So then they, they fell down under a pocket in his chest or something. I can't remember the entire article, but the point was the man, you know, the surgery went botched. It went wrong and he almost died. He had to have him removed right away. And the first thing he said when he came out of the surgery was, my life is over. What am I going to do? So I said, wait a minute, give me a second. So, I mean, I, I just, you know, so I'm a thinker. I like to think. Some of them are developing, some of these young users are developing low self-esteem issues. 
It's body issues, body shaming. Everyone thinks they have to have this waist that's a size zero. Some people cut their ribs out. They get surgery to get remove fat. They put fat in different places. Everybody doesn't spend their money on, on the mall on Louis Vuitton purses. Some people actually take their money and invest into their body to look physically more attractive. With that said, you know, there was a story with a guy, I'm going to pull it up in a minute, who had gotten his chest implants. Um, so they weren't like breasts, but they were like kind of pecs and muscles. So, but because he was working out and the way he was working out, it started shifting them. So then they, they fell down under a pocket in his chest or something. I can't remember the entire article, but the point was the man, you know, the surgery went botched. It went wrong and he almost died. He had to have him removed right away. And the first thing he said when he came out of the surgery was, my life is over. What am I going to do? So I said, wait a minute, give me a second. So, I mean, I, I just, you know, so I'm a thinker. I like to think. Um, is it okay to break up with your girlfriend for talking to another guy or following or liking another guy on TikTok? Wow. So, if I can just use my educated opinion, I would say that's going a little bit too far. Uh, that person can be on the other side of the country and you two are arguing about someone that this person will never meet or never knew and they just like looking at that person. So my thought is that maybe you need to look in the mirror and check out your self-esteem levels. Maybe you have low self-esteem and you're feeling insecure. That's not her fault. All right, she was looking at them, the other guys before she met you. She may look at, look at other guys while she's with you. It's okay, you have eyes, you can see. Right? I'm looking at you guys on the camera. So looking at someone, I don't think is a reason to break up. But for me, you know, but I'm older now. Um, I probably would have had tolerated that back in the day. Uh, but for me, I just think that's doing too much. Another reason to argue. So uh, relationships. All right. Uh, more results. Well, the concept was it was pretty simple. You know, just thinking about the concept. You know, of course, we were just messing around when we first built the studio. So uh, it just came out and then, you know, we gave it some life by, you know, giving it some substance. And uh, pretty much Talk That Shit Show was really supposed to be for you to come on a show without being censored, without being told what to say. You were supposed to be able to talk your shit and, you know, be free about it. And it's like a judge-free judge zone. So, nice. And... Uh, that's that was the premise of the whole talk that shit show and also wanted to be in the community we wanted the people around us to be able to you know voice their you know business whatever they were doing their venue whatever they were doing we wanted them to be able to showcase their talents on our show so it's just like you know it was a double thing like talk that shit talk if you if you doing something talk that shit i like and that. if uh and if you wanted to voice your opinion too talk that shit too Nice. Without being censored. Nice. We don't like cancel culture around here. Okay.